Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Dr. Sharman. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Nice. I'm, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead. High five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. Welcome my food mood friends. We just did a podcast on coffee enemas and detoxing. And I figured since we're doing all coffee enemas and detoxing for the month of March, why not also talk about coffee in the other end and talk about the actually mm -hmm. drinking coffee. So thank you, Dr. Sharman, for being here and discussing coffee with me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm super curious and a little bit nervous to hear what you have to say. Coffee is one of my biggest loves. I really love coffee and maybe too much. I have given up coffee a few times to, for a few weeks or a month to just kind of see. I don't really like to be addicted to anything. And I'm kind of constantly watching my relationship with caffeine. And it's also one of the most common questions I get from people in general, they're always wanting to know from a health perspective, what do you think about coffee? You know, is coffee like bad, good? And oftentimes when I start working with clients, they're often like, can I keep drinking my coffee? Like, you know, it's like this, <laughs> people are always a little bit nervous about, you know, is coffee good for me? Is coffee bad for me? So I like, I want to share just a little bit and I'm actually, we can talk even specifically about me if you want, Dr. Sherman, but so I'm going to disclose my coffee intake. I, so what I do with caffeine is that I, <laughs> I have a big love affair with mate, yerba mate. We actually, we used to actually live <laughs> in tree houses. Oh my goodness. I forgot about this part of the story. We in San Luis Obispo, we were landmates. What can you call it? We both lived in tree houses <laughs> outside of a house, a hippie house with like, how many of us were there? 10 people there. And one of our good friends, Jillian, she worked for Guayaki Yerba Mate, and we shared like a backyard with Guayaki Yerba Mate, and she would bring five pound bags of mate, and there was like free mate for everyone, which is <laughs> probably where I got hooked on mate. And so I love mate. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. Oftentimes I kind of switch up my caffeine, but oftentimes I'll have mate in the morning and then after noon or so, like one, two o'clock, sometimes three o'clock, then I'll have a coffee. <laughs> I really love my caffeine. Sometimes I skip the second one, but I, yeah, I really love caffeine. It's like one of my, I don't know. I think that for me, there's the emotional component. Like I love the ritual, the whole, like having a moment to myself, holding a cup, warm cup of liquid and looking at the view. And like, I think that's the part that I'm the most attached to. And, and for me, like I've tried switching out to like non-caffeinated things and like, it just doesn't, it's not the same for me. So what I, when I've talked to a lot of Chinese doctors about caffeine usage, like one of their lines, which I, which I've kind of come to be my barometer is like, they said, don't drink caffeine to the point where you get shaky and you feel that jittery feeling. That's where it's kind of like that line of too much. And that said, I actually probably have a pretty high toler toleration of caffeine. So then there's the, this, this, this factor of like, well, if I get used to having all this caffeine and I'm not getting shaky, is that still okay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
one of the things I have learned about is like that, like there's not many bitters in our diet and coffee can be a a good source of bitters and antioxidants and, you know, can help Mm -hmm. elimination, which, you know, the other side could be that we could get addicted to using coffee, which is probably where a lot of people get really stuck. They're not really able to poop really well without caffeine. So I've just opened up a whole bunch of questions and can of worms. (laughs) And I would love to hear kind of what your opinion is, like what you would tell me personally, and maybe also like how you approach working with caffeine with your clients. I know that's a lot, but I'm going to let you answer wherever you're, wherever you're comfortable. Yeah, I agree. A lot of times that's a big question for people, right? Like, are you going to take that away? And if they ask me that question, I absolutely don't take it away, at least at their first visit. Um, you know, I agree with you. I don't think it's good to be addicted to anything. And I do feel like with coffee, there's such a social component to it, right? Not, not just social, but then also like the emotional and the ritual around it. And I'm so curious if we live in a society that didn't ritualize coffee so much, if so many people would like it, right? Because it's so abundant and easy. It's just food. For, you know, I think about that sometimes. But so... Yeah. Where do we start? Coffee. I like for people to take a break from caffeine. I think taking a break from caffeine can really allow your body to know where it's at. I think caffeine can sometimes, right? It's, it, it's an adrenaline surge, right? It's, it, it's caffeine. That's caffeine, right? So it's, it's an upper and sometimes people don't realize how tired they are with that, without that. So I do think that it's really important to sometimes take it away and have that internal check-in like do I am I using this inappropriately to disregard how tired I am and then do I really need to face like do I really maybe I just need to sleep a little bit more and and do some and do do you get a headache the moment you you step away from coffee right those are some big red flags I think everything is a medicine and everything is a poison I think you know I think and coffee in moderation is important what were you gonna say? I wanna I wanna catch the the when you said take a break, you want you'd like everyone to take a break from caffeine. What does a break look like? I'm curious what that is in your definition. At some point, I think everyone should it's nice for people to take a break from caffeine. So whether that's for two weeks or four weeks or a week. And and all part of that is like this the psychological aspect of not being attached to it, right? I think that's just as important as the body's withdrawal from it. Um but being open to trying new things. I just find people get so like hooked on coffee, coffee. And I don't think that's healthy. And like, I think you can share your love for it and love the smell and all of that. And that's different than like having this addiction, right? Like chasing the coffee down all the time. So I think it's good to like open up your mind every once in a while that there's there's other avenues. Shift up. You know, and so for, so for you, like what I, what I say, you're drinking too much coffee or too much caffeine, I would have to know more, you know, like, do you, you know, I'd have to know, like, do you sleep well? What's your energy is like, right? There's, so there's many things that I would take that into consideration. And obviously I agree with like, if you're feeling jittery from coffee or if you can't sleep from coffee, those are other big red flags it's that there's other things going on. The coffee is making you push past these things. It's probably worsening certain things in your body. So you should definitely take a step back. 
And yes, coffee does have different, you know, antioxidant properties, right? Like we were talking a minute ago, you can find many studies saying that like coffee is great for this and, and red wine is great for this, right? All these things that, that we get attached to. You know, I think there's, you know, I think mate is probably equally as good for you, right? It's full of, it's antioxidant profile is large. Has it been studied as much? No. Are people as addicted to it? Is there as much money in it? No. So, you know, we, we don't have that kind of data. So, yeah. Can I ask you to specify on what you would define as moderation? With coffee, I'd say like no more than two cups a day. And like not 20 ounce cups, like not eight ounce cups. <laughs> Was that a strong eight ounce or is that a light? <laughs> no. And, you know, give or take a little bit, but I do think that, I do think that coffee, yes, like you said, people's, you know, gastrointestinal tracts become reliant on it. And I don't think that's a good thing, right? That's not optimal. It's not optimal health. Um, and then you do get addicted to that caffeine high. And I think when when we're under as much stress as most people are that's not not typically a good thing either right and then it makes us want crave sugar and go down this whole rabbit hole stay up late maybe stay up a little bit later than we would if we didn't have that afternoon coffee and then you know so we're sacrificing different areas in our life and our body that maybe shouldn't be sacrificed i love this piece that you're bringing up and <clears throat> it's I, I find it's a great piece to bring up in all of the different health changes but when we're using something to kind of ignore our body, you know, like if we're tired and I feel like being parents, especially of little ones, I see like so many zombie parents walking with the coffee in their hand, you know, it's like, Oh, you need rest. You don't need coffee, you know, like, and whenever we're like trying, or when you're, you know, you have a big work project and you're trying to push yourself harder and you're using caffeine to really like overhaul, like what your body's saying of like, Hey, I need to rest. Hey, I need to. So I love that you're bringing in this piece of like ignoring our body. And I would love to ask your <clears throat> opinion on like, what are the downsides? Like, I know you've talked a little bit about the adrenaline, but like, what is the downsides of like ignoring your body? So you're not listening to your body's cues. So let's say if we paint the picture of like someone's not listening to their body and they're not resting or they're not maybe yeah, probably resting is like one of the big ones. So like, what, what are the side effects? Like, what are the costs? Cause I find that this is one of the most useful places for people to go is like to really understand, well, what is really the worst case scenario? What am I really doing to my body? If I'm over caffeinating, if I'm ignoring my body, if I'm, so tell me what, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the body falls, in, the body starts going into this, into overdrive where you have this false, you're, you're, you're borrowing energy, right. From and not a great source. And so prolonged activity like that will lead to rises in cortisol, which is our stress hormone, right? So we're like, we're continually pushing the batteries, pushing the batteries, pushing the batteries. And at some point the batteries are gonna give out and then our cortisol goes crazy. So our cortisol is like our sleep awake cycle. And then we can't, we don't like have that appropriately. So we don't feel well rested in the morning. And then we don't sleep at night or we wake up in the middle of the night and we can't go back to sleep. Um, and it can lead to blood sugar issues. And then I think like coffee in itself is an, like a suppressant, right? An appetite suppressant. And so it can lead to like not eating as regularly or prolonged, like drinking your coffee and then not eating till lunch. And that's not great for everybody. Some people can do that just fine. 
but it's not it's not good for people who already have their like their batteries are tanked right so it kind of goes hand in hand um so i see blood sugar issues from it i see cortisol issues insomnia um those are the main ones you mentioned borrowing energy and you mentioned the battery will you explain a little bit more of that like where are we borrowing energy from and where what do you consider what is the batteries in our body so the batteries are typically like our adrenal glands because that's what supports that's what secretes cortisol and again like tells us we're awake and then puts us to sleep at night and so if we're if we're continuing to tax them we're like borrowing from that bank and at some point your adrenals get tired and they'll stop producing appropriately and there's different there's like subclinical right so like i see subclinical issues with adrenal all the time your adrenals right people have too much stress and they feel tired and they're not sleeping or they're feeling fatigued so supporting those both with different supplements but then also with like healthy lifestyles right like stop drinking 10 glass 10 cups of coffee subclinical i just want to make the just want to get that definition real quick subclinical if i if i tell me if i'm right is like western medicine there's certain number range that you could be okay in your adrenals but then for addressing these like more minor, like less serious issues that the numbers are different for actually optimization and functioning. Is that, did I? Yeah, exactly. Like if you, you know, I, I'm using adrenal like insufficiency or subclinical adrenal issues because you don't have like, most people I see don't have, like their adrenals don't work at all, right? That's like a severe life-threatening disease, Addison's disease, right? And like most people aren't, aren't over here, they're somewhere in the middle, right? And they're just fatigued and they don't sleep well and they have blood sugar issues and then maybe thyroid and hormone issues down the line. So, okay. Or like anxiety, right? Anxiety, I feel like is a huge manifestation of adrenals, right? And, and many, it can be other things too, but I always support the adrenals with, I don't know, with everything pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So if, if, if like the average person, so we're not talking like, uh, what did you call it? Addison's when we have actually yeah. adrenal fav, uh, failure. So if we're talking to like the other kind of range of people, so what are the signs or symptoms that you would say are something to look for and potentially question like caffeine usage? I'm also kind of feeling like a ca- stop over caffeinated challenge coming <laughs> from us. Like maybe we can create something like this. I think I can be the yeah. first participant. But what would, what would you say are like the things to look for that maybe you need to sign up for our stop over caffeinating workshop? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would say so difficulty sleeping at night. Um, and I think, and also like a lot of like continually to wanting to reach for coffee throughout the day, right. Being like, oh, I need something or sugar. I think those are big red flags. Um, I think feeling like you, you have to have your coffee, right. Or you're going to go insane. Like, (laughs) I think that's a red flag. Um, and then I think like, obviously feeling really jittery or, or like any anxiety, heart palpitations, right. We, that gets more common <laughs> as you get older, but I hear that all the time, right? That my heart, my heart palpates, or right, like you feel like your heart's beating in your chest, or anxiety. I get these unsurmountable panics, you know, panic attacks during the day. I think those are all like, you know, you should think about, and then stopping coffee or, or decreasing it, and then also loose stool. Like a lot of people, like oh, they just drink less coffee, and then they can have a normal bowel movement. 
Okay. So it's, if you're having problems sleeping, if you're having anxiety, if you're having heart palpitations, and if your stool is loose, and if you're having that intense need or dependency, like I need to have my coffee every day or every morning or two times a day or whatever it is, if you're in that place of dependency, those are like the, I think that was six, like yeah, kind or, of signs. Yeah, and then maybe like really fatigued. And fatigued. Yeah, would be seven. What a horrible loop. You're fatigued, so you need coffee. But then if you don't have your coffee, you're more fatigued. Wow, this is like a loop, yeah, huh? Talk about rough detoxes. It's a rough detox. Wow. Mm-hmm. Actually, <clears throat> I'm actually curious. This is actually like tagging onto our last <laughs> podcast about coffee enemas. One of the ways that I've actually seen people at the retreat center, because at the detox, raw food detox center, we didn't serve any caffeine. Mm-hmm. And so actually some people who are really ca- like hooked on caffeine, we would actually give them coffee enemas to help them get through the caffeine detox. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any like... No, it's smart to make sense because you're still absorbing some caffeine. So that makes, I had the same thought right when you had it. I've heard that coffee enemas don't hit your adrenals. I've heard that coffee enemas are safer for the, for the adrenal process. Like the, 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 what we're talking about with the caffeine dependency and drinking caffeine, that, that having coffee enemas doesn't affect the adrenals the same way that drinking coffee does. Do you know anything about that? I don't, I'm going to have to look into that, but yeah, I don't know. I would still think you would maybe get some of it, but maybe less. Yeah, I've heard that it's processed differently. Maybe we can, uh, when we do our over-caffeinated detox <laughs> challenge, we can we can dive into some more of the details. And <laughs> it's going to be the stop drinking caffeine and start doing coffee. <laughs> That's right. I think it's a good switch off, at least for a while. At least for the transition, at least for the detox process. Because yeah, getting off caffeine can be a ritual. Say that one more time. Not as lovely of a morning ritual as a gazing, gazing outside with a cup of warm coffee, but it might make you feel better. Right. Trading off the short-term feel good for the long-term feel good. Yeah. Which is the business we're in <laughs> and the lifestyle I'm prescribed to. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So I want to, do you have anything, I have one more question for you, but do you have anything else that you want to, that's on your mind that you want to add into this conversation? No, I don't think so. I think I've, I think I've said it all. Cool. So my last question for you then is what is your personal caffeine intake and relationship to caffeine? (laughs) You love putting me on the spot. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I've actually, I'm actually not drinking coffee right now, but I definitely sometimes overdo it on my chai, my chai intake. Um, you right now, will you specify what is overdoing it on your, on your chai? Like what, how did, what, how much is that? And how do you know that you're overdoing it? Yeah. Um, well, when I reach for like my fifth cup of chai for the day (laughs) and I just want to keep drinking chai and like not eat and do anything else. And I haven't drinking water. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just I'm doing this because it's easy and it tastes good. Um, I think like a healthy amount for me would be like one to two cups. And I think even like one would be probably be better because chai has some sh- more sugar in it than coffee. And, and when you say one cup of chai, are you using a tea bag or are you like using loose leaf? Cause this is the other thing that I've noticed is like the measurements, you know, like one cup of coffee. Like if I'm making a French press, I can have like a certain amount of coffee grounds or I can like 
you know, I was talking to another client also of like, well, it's, you know, it's so easy to just add a few more scoops of coffee in there. You know, it's like, does the one cup, how big does the one cup? I mean, I guess technically we could measure the milligrams or something. That's, yeah. You could measure the milligrams of caffeine. Right. Um, I like a two bag chai. I like it strong. So, so two, two bag two, is one yeah. cup. Yeah. Two, two bags I think would be like me at my best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm, I felt like I was overdoing on coffee. I needed to stop. Um, and like even the smell of it, I don't like right now. Right. So that's like my body's intuition about it. And I find that my bowel movements aren't as healthy with it. I have a little more like cramping and urgency. Um, and I also see people in my life that are very addicted to coffee and they also like have irritable bowel issues. And it's like amazing to me that they continually go back to the coffee, even though they know it creates these problems. And I, I so I see that. So I, I, I wanted to like, just take it away and make sure it wasn't my, <laughs> that wasn't my picture as well. Um, yeah, but I'm feeling like I need to go caffeine free soon. I have also been like thinking of doing a little explorative, curious switch up of my caffeine stuff. So maybe we can, I would, what do you think? We can, what do you think yeah. about doing some kind of stop over caffeinating challenge something? <clears throat> I think it's good. Let's wait till after your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I think it's a good like spring. It's like a spring cleaning sort of feeling too, I think. Like we're getting out of the dark wintry months, at least here we are. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think spring is the, the energy and the, yeah, the, the time. I think spring is a really excellent time to do some of these challenges and overhauls and cleaning out and. <laughs> yeah. Nice, cool. Yeah. I, that sounds fun. I would like to do that actually. I mean, I. <laughs> Part of me definitely doesn't want to do that. Part of me is like, please, I love my caffeine. Don't touch my caffeine. And the other part of me is like, wait a minute, there might be something here. Like, yeah. Sweet. I look forward to doing that with you. That'll be fun. Me too. All right. Well, I think that that's, uh, I think that's an awesome, like well-rounded talk on caffeine, what to watch for. I mean, if, we, if we're bringing in, like, if we end on like a positive note, the positive of coffee would be like, or caffeine, tea, tea also, different teas have different amounts of antioxidants, but the, the positive would be the antioxidants, right? The bitters and the antioxidant. That's like, if we look at it yeah. as a medicine, those would be in moderation, not being dependent, you know, <laughs> all, the, all health considered, those would be the, the positives of caffeine. Yeah. <clears throat> and also that it's like a, like we don't have a ton of warm beverages. And I think people gravitate too much towards cold things. And so the, the warmth of it too, when you, you know, when we're speaking like the energies of it, the warmth, I think is really important. Do you have a coffee alternative? Like speaking of like, like the, like if we talk about the ritual and the warmth and having, especially like in the, we're at the end of winter now, but like having that warm beverage, do you have a favorite like coffee alternative that you? Yeah. Um, I like dandy blend from way back when too. And, mm -hmm. but now there's like so many good, like mushroom ones out there. I haven't even tried them all, but there's so many good different blends out there that I would like to, maybe we need to do a taste test. Yeah. Sometime. But it would be fun to like gather some resources around that. But yeah, I like, 
Danny Bland and then like a like a rooibos chai. I love rooibos. Yeah. Ooh, I, mean, I haven't thought about doing a mushroom tea. I love mushrooms. Maybe we can do have that like rich. Yeah, which also has like a lot of antioxidants and has that bitter quality. Yeah, it might, it might be better than coffee. <laughs> Let's find an awesome alternative. Yeah, we'll good we'll and feels good, and it supports our adrenals and. Mm-hmm. Probably, there's probably some like waking up qualities too to mushrooms. Like mushrooms are powerful. Well, yeah, and some of them I think even have right adaptogenic herbs that are good for our adrenals and make us wake up and in a really healthy way. So yeah, let's let's look into one, and then you can share it with everybody. Yeah, maybe some maca. I know maca has like a is also like an adaptogen that also has a stimulant quality to it. That's also very good for our bodies. Right. Ooh, I feel a feel a fun thing coming on. Nice, uh-huh. sweet. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dr. Sharman, for your time and your thoughts and your your perceptions and knowledge on coffee and caffeine and how it affects our health and Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for your time and attention and for being here and listening to our wonderful fun chat on caffeine. I, yeah, I feel like now that I'm going a little bit public with this, I kind of, I'm acknowledging to myself and all of you that I also want to do a little overhaul and look at my caffeine over caffeine usage. So thanks for being here with this and I'll see you next time and have a beautiful day and a beautiful week. And to your health. Bye.